Do you hate your life? Are you just existing, waiting for life to start? Well, you're in luck because today's episode, we're going to talk about how to live. This is the Existential Stoic Podcast. I'm Randy. That's Danny. What's going on, Danny? What's up, Randy? You know, how often do you contemplate how to live? You know, actually, I think kind of a lot because, you know, I think for a long time, I would say I wasn't I wasn't living my own life and I wasn't living, you know, and like I was waiting for things to happen. And, you know, at a certain point, you realize that's not going to do anything for you and it sucks. And then you start living, you know, <laughs> yeah. uh, it's good. It's good that you mentioned that because I experienced that so much, too, where I still am like getting ready so I can start living. And I'm like, I have to smack myself and be like, this is it. Like, this is it. Yeah. This is it right now, right? You're we're always yeah. like waiting for something in the future or waiting for like some point when things are going to be right or whatever. And it just doesn't it just doesn't exist. You gotta do it now. We are alive. Yeah. So that being said, we're just gonna give a few quick tips for how to live. I will start my nice. first one. This is uh thanks to Marcus Aurelius. Remember, you will die. It's not negotiable. Like we're headed towards the end and it's going to happen a lot sooner than you think. As a matter of fact, over the whole course of existence, humanity in its entirety only started December 31st at 1259 and 33 seconds. So like we're minuscule in the grand scheme of things. And guess what? You're negligible in the course of humanity and you're not going to live more than 100, except for maybe like one person out of a million or something like that. We can't and count so it. <laughs> your time is coming super duper fast. So remember that you will die and it actually helps you to live because if you can, I do this on a regular basis. I'm like, Hey, listen, I'm going to be dead. What stuff do I actually want to do in my life? Well, let's start working on that now. Yeah. You know, it's funny. Marcus really is great for reminding you of that because he mentions it like a thousand times in that short thing. Like he was clearly on his mind a lot, but uh-huh. I, no, I think, I think he's right though, because it is, it is the thing like, it almost amazes me sometimes how fast we like forget and like just assume that we have infinite time like that, you know, and like we just assume we won't die tomorrow. We won't die. Like you never know what's going to happen though, you know, and you never know when your demise will occur. So it's like, you got to live now like it counts. So I think that is a really good one. That goes super well, actually with my first one too, which is don't wait for the right time, you know, right in quotes. Cause I think, <laughs> right there you know because you hear this all the time where people are like you know it could be anything it could be like you know oh i want to switch jobs but it's just not right now you know because i'm trying to pay off this thing or like i really want to have a kid I and now kids, it's not the right... yeah trying to get I them have... through <laughs> high school and college and then, yeah. and then i'll think about me and so yeah then I'll do it. or you know i'll go on that trip when i retire you know i want to just get through work now or something and it's like if you keep waiting you're just pushing off the things that might actually add value to your life that are clearly important to you because you keep, you know, you keep thinking about them and you know, that would make your quality of life better. And you're waiting for some time in the future that may not happen. And by the time it gets there, you probably won't want it anyway. Or it'll be too late. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. It's a, it's like the people who wait for all the lights to be green before going on their trip. And it just doesn't happen <laughs> yeah. that way. Like you just have yeah. to start and start making constant progress towards it. And then you'll get there. Because I sometimes get stuck in the same things, too, where there are like these big things that I want to do, but they seem overwhelming. And yeah. I, I and I don't have the resources at the moment. And it's like, well, I just need to get started and then I'll find the connections. I'll find the resources. I'll figure it out. I'll be able to do it. But if I stand still, nothing's going to get done. That's just it, right? If you don't act, nothing happens. 
you have to take mm-hmm. responsibility for yourself and do it. Yeah. Yeah. So my next one for how to live is practice gratitude. And I said practice instead of be grateful because being grateful is hard as heck, but yeah, it's very difficult. <laughs> the, the practice of gratitude is forcing yourself to find things to be grateful for when you don't feel like it. Like that's the practice because yeah. when, when things are going great, you don't need to practice gratitude. Like things are going great already. It's when things yeah. suck and all you see is the bad parts of life. That's when the practice starts. And that's when you got to be like, listen, my day blew today, but you know what? I'm still walking on two legs. There are people who don't have legs. I'm doing pretty awesome. Thank you universe for that. You know, what's funny. I've always admired, uh, the ancients and virtue ethics because they focused on character development, not on like rules and stuff. And I think to that point, like, you know, if you want to do something, you have to practice it first until you internalize it. Right. And so like, you can't be grateful until you practice gratitude. And I think you're right. Like we don't really need it. in when life's going great, that's not when gratitude's going to benefit you. It's, it's helpful to stay humble and stuff for sure. And it's a good thing to keep in, you know, keep practicing, but like, it's not really when you need it. You need it when life's bad. And that's the hardest time to find things to be grateful for. So I think you're right. If you practice it, it helps you see the, from like a, you know, the silver lining it helps you understand that there's always sort of something positive, even in negative things. And I think it makes life a lot better just overall. It's a good one. Central. Uh, my next one is, and this is, I think, very difficult, but try to live in the present. And I think, you know, we get stuck in the past. You know, we're living a life that's, you know, already happened or we get so worried about the future. We're not even here in the now. We think everything's so important. We're rushing through life. We don't even see what's going on and we're not living. So if you really want to live, you got to kind of live here and now in the present. Make choices that matter for now. Yeah, that's a great one. I mean, it reminds me of the Marcus Aurelius four, where he's like, if you you can have anything you want by a circuitous route. Now, if you'll just let go of the past, have faith in the future, love what is, and act right. And it's like, it's so true. It is. And I love to have faith in the future, too, because it's like, you know, you're on a course, you have a plan, but you're not living in the future. You just have faith that if you do the things now, that future will come to be. It will be realized, you know? And I think that's a much healthier way to look at the future. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's so so hard because I struggle with this on a daily basis where, like, I keep thinking that like things aren't going to work out in the future. And and then I look at myself where I am now and all the stuff that I thought wasn't going to work out in the past, it worked out. So like if it's worked out in the past, why would it not work out in the future? I think that's why I have faith is such an important thing, right? Because it's like it will work out because if you make take the right actions and plan correctly, you'll do it and you'll get it done. It's just oftentimes it takes longer than we think. So you just have to have faith that it'll happen. Because if you just focus on the goal, you get overwhelmed, stressed out, and you end up quitting. You know? And like then it sucks. Yeah. So my last one is for how to live is spend time outside. Okay. This man, we live, we live in boxes. We look at boxes. We just have this whole box mentality, but we actually for pretty much the majority of human existence lived outside in harmony with nature or at least somewhat in or at least in nature, you know, like (laughs) we were, we hated it. (laughs) Yeah. Maybe not in harmony. But we live in nature and there's all these books that I read nowadays, like the comfort crisis is a great one who talks about how we're just soft. We sit around, we do nothing. And actually, like almost all of these first world problems that we have is because we don't have any challenges outside in nature. And it's like that was our whole existence. That's what that's what nature created humans to survive in, to thrive in. But now we just sit around and we're like, I'm depressed. 
Yeah. And it's like, do you ever yeah. see? Do you ever see Wally? Yeah. The end of that movie, I thought, was so funny, but so like dead on. Like uh-huh. you know, you make enough craft to just serve every need, and so you just lay around in floating chairs like that. Yeah, <laughs> dude. I mean, that's where that. we're turning like a mix of Wally and idiocracy. Yeah, it's it's not a good thing. But also, like the other thing about spending time outside is nature. I'm I'm convinced that nature recharges your batteries. Like, if you ask any type of scientist, we have electrical charges through our body, and the Earth is one big ground. So, like, somehow it recharges our batteries. I mean, if you sit outside with your shoes off for 15 minutes, you'll feel it. So it's just this connection with nature that most of us are missing on a daily basis. And actually they did some studies in Japan that it doesn't even take that much. And you don't even need to go to like nature, nature. You can just go to a park and sit there three times a week for 20 minutes. And that's all you need. Well, it's better than nothing too. Anything's better than nothing. And I think, you know, you're right. Like dead on. I think we need to be out there because I think we've always been, it's, it's as much as we don't think of the natural world as part of us. We are the natural, we are natural, right? I mean, we're natural entities. So we do, there's a part of us that definitely needs it. And I think, you know, at least my own experience, every time I go out in nature, like I solve problems. Also, you just get out of the stupid, like even in a park, it's like you get out of the stupid human world and the human problems and all the bullshit from the constructs, you know, goes away for a minute. And I think that's part of it that's so recharging too, is that you just get outside of the normal world you're in and you just feel better. You know, you kind of see things in perspective a little bit, which is nice. That's a good one. That's central. My last one for how to live is if you want to live your own life, you got to live by your own values, I think. And this is hard, too, but getting clear about what matters to you, about what's important, will really help you live now and live for yourself and in the right way. And, you know, I can't tell you what those values are. You got to figure them out yourself. It's very difficult. It takes a lot of self-reflection, but I think it is worth the effort because when you get clear about like what really matters to you, all those obligations, all the stuff that you used to stress about stops being a problem because you know what to focus on and you know what matters. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a really important one. And, you know, like one kind of question that can help you figure it out is what's right for me? Because yeah. there are so many forces like parental forces, societal forces, friends, family, all these different things, you know, like churches or whatever, all these different forces that act on you. But it's like you have to ask what's right for me. Not what's right for them, because they will make very clear what's right for them and what you're supposed to do this right for them. But you need to figure out what's right for me and then work from that. Yeah, you know, I think one of the hardest things, too, is when you feel outside pressure, like outside obligations, really sitting down and examining them. Like if you feel a real urge that you don't want to do something, but you feel an obligation to do it, really ask yourself, do I really want to do that? Or is it just this sense of obligation that's making me do it? Because maybe it's not right for you. You know, (laughs) dude, in the way of integrity, Martha Beck says the quickest way to be lost is to be doing what you're supposed to. Because then you're living somebody else's life, right? You're not living your own life. And that's a big problem. (laughs) Yeah. So there you have it. Quick fixes for how to live. This is the Existential Stoic Podcast. If you enjoyed the episode, you may not know, but reviews are like gold for podcasts. So if you could go give us some good Apple reviews. That would be super helpful for us. Also just a thumbs up or something on YouTube. And if you check out down in the description, we have a little survey down there. We're putting together a product for you guys. It's going to help you absolutely crush it this year. So if you want to participate in that, anyone who fills out the survey, will get the product for free. 
And then hopefully it'll help you have a better life. So again, down in the description, you can find that link. Thank you so much for listening to us. This is the Existential Stoic Podcast. I'm Randy. That's Danny. I'll see you later, Danny. Later, Randy.